When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Your plans? Today it's dinner with the parents at your spot. We gotta come back here. Now, their spot. Or you're on the edge of your seat at the game. Come on, just one time. And it's the one. Or maybe you're catching the next flight to... Now boarding flight 1850. Oh, that's you. The choice is yours. And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. All right, me and T thought we'd come together and have a little chat about the game yesterday. Uh, obviously, talk about Kane, talk about Harry Wink, six points ahead of Dortmund. And what would you want to take from the two games of Real Madrid? We also talk about what three smells you'd like to take to a desert island as a belter. Uh, and also, stick around for the end. After the jingle or somewhere in the podcast, we talk to Matt, a Huddersfield Town fan, about what he expects from the game this weekend. Until next week, we'll see you soon. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel name. Hello and welcome to episode 16, season 7 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined by Felonius Filth. Hello. How hello. are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Um, still recovering from Monday. Monday was a bit intense. I'm so hungover today. Oh, mate. I had three beers. No. Uh, uh, fuck knows. I don't know. <laughs> Two. Oh, no, no, sorry. I had a bottle of wine and and uh, and a couple of gins. And I just felt terrible. I woke up. I was still pissed. I don't know what's happened. My fuck constitution man. has been fucked. Um, but I did enjoy very much the game. Even though it wasn't the best performance on earth. Um, I did actually think that we... I know some people, you know, ultimately saying that the result was more important than the performance. Uh, and, and that is always going to be the case but I think without the uh, the players starting and um, we had a mismatched squad wasn't balanced at all given the t- square pegs and round holes and all that stuff but we did alright yeah I mean we had two kids on the bench um, Georgiou and Oakley Booth yep and it was very much a makeshift team so I think you have to really factor that in and also um, you know a way a way to um, you know in Cyprus is not you know, it's not the perfect bowling green football pitch either mm. I thought we did fairly well. You know, there's a lot of you know complaints in the first half about how you weren't playing well, but it was never going to be champagne football. And um, yeah, I like this new look Tottenham. I like it a lot. Yeah, so it's very good. I mean, Harry Winks especially, I, I thought was superb. I think from the from the off, he kind of he he displayed he was displaying the form that he, we'd seen from last season already. Um, so that was good, given the fact that it was I think it's his first start. Winks his first start. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, unless he played against Barnsley, I don't know. I've no idea about that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but he's, he's, he just displayed the same sort of stuff that we've become. he's become kind of known for, really. And then that's just finding space, turning in tight corners. But the running and, and, and movement gave them absolute murders, especially in the first 15 minutes when everything was a little bit 
um, a little bit scrappy. He's the kind that he he has the same impact as as Modric and and Dembele has in in, in that you you can't he calms things down. He enables Tottenham to get a hold of the game, uh, players to get back into positions or to find new positions, because you know that he's gonna be able to keep it, carry it, and he's unlikely to to, to lose a ball. Lovely, n- n- nice, neat little passer. Uh, who's very good at carrying the football. Yeah, um, when he's coming through the ranks, I wasn't really sure about him. No, yeah, nor I thought, was I. I thought it was another one that, you know, when he was raving on about another of these youth players. But he's matured, he's matured a great deal. You know, he's got an old head and young shoulders. Um, I mean, it probably be going a bit far to say it was an intimidating atmosphere. But yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't easy, as I said. It was a mismatched team. Um, Aperol came to win and it didn't make it easy for us. And I thought, considering all of that, I thought he played very well. Absolutely. I just, uh, I just um, looking at our Twitter then, just to, for questions and whatnot. And last night we're going to talk about Kane length. But I just wanted to mention this. I said the fighting cock. Uh, we posted he could well be the greatest striker we've ever had, Harry Kane. And uh, Jimmy Greaves is, uh, or, or somebody who runs Jimmy Greaves' account just responded. Really? Saying uh, um, when Jimmy played, it was on mud heaps with players literally assaulting him from behind. He scored more goals than anyone until Ronaldo. Yeah, um, hang on. Was that? Oh, that was in response to a bloke who said it was easy to score goals back then. So, um, yeah, they obviously went through the replies and, and replied to that. But I mean, that, he's right. Yeah, it, um, it's it would be harder now, I'd imagine. But then you've got better players around you now. You know, you're, you're fitter than, than than everybody was then. Well, there's better football pitches now, and all the players are a lot fitter. But I think Jimmy Keys is a once in a generation player. Yeah, and anyone who was old enough to see him says so. You know, I don't think they can all be wrong, but. I, th- I don't think it's unfair to put Kane... Appro- Kane is definitely approaching that bracket. He's one of the best brackets in the world. Mm. Oh, we're going to talk about Kane in, yeah, yeah. in, in a second. What, yeah, um, sorry. sorry uh, yeah, so we're happy with Winks. More importantly, six points ahead of Dortmund. Yeah, I mean, so I said on Monday that that was the most important thing we could get out of um, last night was that we win and Dortmund don't because we've got a bit of a cushion. We've got back-to-back games against Madrid, which won't be easy. You know, won't be easy, but Real Madrid are not... The Real Madrid they were last season. I mean, they are. They have the players. They're yeah. still going to be dangerous. Um, but I would argue that we beat Dortmund in a better fashion than, than they did. Plus, yeah. well, wasn't there, wasn't there's a way? There's some. Yeah, there was there yeah. was a way. But we ours are away. Wembley's away to me. Yeah. The uh, um, uh, Real Madrid are currently seventh, I think, in the league. Um, they uh, they they're not playing that well. I think it's a massive result for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing of Teams like you know Real Madrid and Barcelona, they can always pull it out of the locker no matter how bad they are. You know, I suppose it's a bit like um, like a Julian Jackson type situation where he's always got a big punch in his locker, and mm. you know we'll have our work cut out. But <clears throat> and I think it was to Tronco us on Twitter today. You know, how many points would we be satisfied emerging from those two games for? Him? Oh, I'll take a point now. And some people said one one out of six, and I I think given our two wins, we can afford to maybe get one out of six. We may even, but. I- but you, you don't really want to be going into that game having to beat Real Madrid, and that's—I mean, yeah. if you're in that position, you're kind of—you've got to chase the game. Um, you've got to go after them, and you're gonna—you're gonna get exploited. And now, in this position we're in, now really—if we get a win in one of those games or come away with two points, we're in a, such a good position. Yeah. But we can play in the way that Pochettino in an ideal situation without pressure. That we don't have to chase chase the tie. Yeah, I mean, the concern with Real Madrid, um, I don't know the order of the fixtures, but we've got Liverpool at home, got West Ham in the cup. 
I think Arsenal might be around then as well. We've got Man a lot United of tough games. Well. Yeah, we've got Man United. We've got a lot of tough games around that time. So that might affect. We're itself. a fucking tough game. No, no, no one no. wants to come to play Tottenham. Absolutely, we'll have Deli Ali back for the second game as well. Um, hopefully, Wanyama may recover from his injury back by then. We'll have mm. Vertonghen back, so we'll have we'll have a pretty strong team. So I think we can go in there with a bit of confidence and with a bit of freedom too, based on last night's win. Did you see Bow's goal? Yes, it was fantastic. Beautiful, wasn't it? It was fantastic. You, uh, uh, what are you going to do? Like, because we're talking to Alex, and Alex says he's, he can't wait to stand up and applaud Gareth Bale. But Alex is like that. He's quite. He's a nice guy. He enjoys positive positivity. He likes being positive, and and that's that's a really lovely way to be. Yeah, I'm less. I, I'm a bit like that, but I, I'm less like that about players that have left us. Um. I understand why he went to Real Madrid, but I still take it as a punch in the mouth. Yeah, I think someone like Bell symbolises um, a great deal to many Spurs fans. When Bell was at our club, we were on the cusp of where we are now, which is pretty much a comfortable top four finisher now. And he was the one player you could you could kind of count on to to win games by himself. And you know, you go to game after game, and he's just unplayable. Mm. So. It's difficult to put those feelings to one side when, when referring to him. I don't think I go as far as Alice is to clap him, but um, I don't want him to play well because if he plays well, we're losing. So yeah, so I'm saying if you, if you if if he can't is that if he if he's having a good game, then we're in big trouble. Um, I was talking to someone better, much more knowledgeable football than I am, um, Lawrence from the Front Free podcast, and he was saying that we were talking about how good is Kane, how good is he, and and. Will he ever play for Real Madrid and Barcelona? And he said he will never play for Real Madrid because he isn't the kind of player that they buy. They don't like workhorses. They like swans. They want the work to be done, but in a beautiful way. I quite like that, swans because you you don't see the legs. You just see it's it just, ele- just elegant. Yeah, um, and because he's so hustle and bustle and hard working, he's um, he's he's not suited to the, the style of football they want to see. Yeah, they kind of want um, Galacticos, don't they? They want yeah. players who fit the image and Kane's not. But then, to be fair, neither is Gareth Bell. But I guess maybe he's a bit bit less of a workhorse than, than Kane is. And the, and the concern of that is that it just increases the chance of him going to another English club. And that would make me pretty sick to the stomach to see that. Do you think... Do you, yeah, I think his destiny's tied to Pochettino quite, quite closely. Um, but anyway, look, fucking, he's here now. Let's not talk about this fucking... You know, he's got another hat-trick, perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot, header. Yeah. Uh, beautiful to see. Again, like, I, I wanted to make a point of it on Twitter about saying, like, how, how good is this guy? Because it's we've become accustomed, almost expectant, that he's going to yeah. do it. And he just finishes the ball with such ease. Like, when he went through for the first goal, the left foot pass into the net, there was... I had absolutely un, utmost confidence that that was going to be a goal. I thought it was offside for a second, but it wasn't. He, he was played on. But Kane... Kane there's nothing you can say that we haven't said already. He's what, just magnificent. What I found really amusing was um, when when there's a game on, you know, on WhatsApp, Flav is the one person who never posts during the half because he's probably just put the phone to one side watching uh, the game. I don't know but Flav, Flav broke from this tradition to say, hey, Kane has played fucking guff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, T. But he was, though. He I mean, was. Before, before the first goal, he wasn't doing very well. But... The thing with Kane is that it doesn't even matter if he plays. I think he's on the, he's at a, he's on the run now where he probably feels he can score every game he has. Yeah, and even, really, even in August, he probably had that same kind of demeanour in August. And what's, what's amazing about him is he never lets these, these little 
these what would you call them ha- ha- fallow periods yeah um you know he never lets it kind of bother him his mental strength is so strong that he or he's just confidence in his own ability or he realizes that in order to be a good striker with a limited natural talent i think all of his the vast majority of Kane's ability has been through his hard work and graft and mastering his profession rather than him being given a God-given talent like, say, Neymar or Messi. Yeah. Um, you know, the striking the ball and technique isn't something you learn. It's something, Sorry, it isn't something you're born with. It's like done through practice. And he strikes the ball with such class and similar in some fashion to the way Sheringham did. And, um, you know, he, he he's... I, because of that, he knows that his form will always return, and 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 that he wouldn't worry about, say, that August period where he doesn't score. I How many goals has he got now? Like nine, ten? I don't even know. But how many hat is it now? Is it seven hat tricks or six? So, in, six in one year? I read, I read that nine. We nine in total for Tottenham, but I don't know if that's right. It's fucking ridiculous. It is madness, isn't it? It is absolutely ridiculous. I think the the journey that Kane had to where he is now definitely helps him. And in every interview, he does kind of refer to, you know, working hard as a youth player. You know, he's just, um, he's, a, he's a perfect role model. Because he just, she just shows that if you work hard enough, your chance will come. And he, when he starts came, he took it. Absolutely. Um, what, why, why do you think people are obsessed with, we've got a question, Khaleesi BW. Khaleesi, what is BW? Big, big, no. big. Anyway, what, what, why, what, why is everyone so obsessed with Harry Kane going elsewhere? Why is it hard for people to connect a great player with like him and Spurs? I think this is a part of the attitude towards Tottenham. That's that's my feeling. Yeah, um, he's not Spurs, despite everything over the last seasons, are not seen as as a club that should have players of Kane's quality. And the history has said that we always tend to lose players of his quality. You know, you look at Mer. Carrick, Berbatov, Modric, Bale—you know these, these yeah. big, big-time, world-class players leave Tottenham. So I guess that's where it's coming from. What we need to do is match Kane's ambition and 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 win things. I think yes. in order to keep it to keep him. Yeah, someone shared an article on Twitter. Um, his Twitter handle is Charles Rich eighty two. Yeah, and it was a danger that his love for the club may hinder his career. So the headline is Spurs in danger of being left behind by Kane. And um, this says, Kane is said to be genuinely happy at Tottenham, content with both his salary and his development under Maurizio Pochettino. Yet, as he continues to improve, there's a danger that his love for his club can hinder his career. What the fuck does that even mean? What? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, it's like... What, so you're saying he's kind of... He's gonna sum, so he's love for the... Well, hang on, if you love a club, then you're content. It's your... To love something, to be happy, is all you need. Yeah. That... Go on. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like... Um, they can't accept that he's happy at Spurs, but it made me think of um, what's the agent guy called? Is it James, the agent? That oh yeah, yeah, the pod. Uh, yeah, 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 Jim. Jim. Jim, sorry, Jim. Yeah, and he's he said something that's kind of stayed with me that um, anything you read in the papers is definitely being put out by the player and his agent. Anytime you hear a rumor, it's not it's not by chance. It's come through. Yeah, it's come through something. So that's that's a bit of a concern. You've got all these people in the media saying, yeah, he's, you know, he deserves to play at a bigger club than Spurs. You know that'll you know that'll make a world class playing for a bigger club, and it's just um, it's frustrating. But I think I think we're in a good place to keep him, in a good position to keep him. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, not why? Why would he want to leave? He's first choice. He's the big dog at Spurs. Um, 
you know, he, he goes to most other big clubs. He's going to be competing with other strikers. If you say if we went to Real Madrid, going to be competing with Benzema, um, you know, Bale, Ronaldo. I, know, I get he's a number nine and they don't yeah. play in those positions, but they can. And, and, and that competition for limelight is going to be fierce. And he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that craves that. Anyhow, you've got to be a certain type of individual to want to play for, want the, the fishbowl that is Real Madrid. You know, you're kind of you're thinking of or Barcelona or PSG. You're thinking like Neymar, Ronaldo. It's important that they're seen as icons in the game. But I think Kane can reach that level of um, of respect by working hard and 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 doing what everything he's done. You know, th- th- there is something in the fact that he married his high school, uh, his school sweetheart, and didn't go off to to marry some sort of. You know, wag want to yeah. be want to be footballer. Wag. He could have done that. He could have married any birdie he's on, but he chose to stay loyal to his the woman the woman he loved. And, and I'm not saying that he won't leave Spurs because of it, but it just shows something. It gives you an insight into his character that you know, I, perhaps a bit <clears throat> different from from most footballers. I believe that you know some of the stuff I've heard from Kane is that he wants to symbolise our club. He wants to embody our club. So. Um, you know, I mean, hate to say his name, but someone like Thierry Henry, you think of him, you think of Arsenal. Mm. More than that, you think of Arsenal, you think of Thierry Henry, you think of Manu, you think of, I don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham. You think of Tottenham, what do you think of? There's no one really who who, who has that kind of gravitas. I mean, people probably say Ledley King and that, but you average Joe in the street. If they think of Tottenham, they think of Harry Kane. And I think, I think he's happy to be an ambassador for our club. He's happy to be a vanguard. From mm. that point of view, and um, yeah, it's it does seem a bit of an obsession of of play with man with um, the media trying to sell him, but I'm not that phased by it. Dancing at Storm said, uh, "What more barriers can people put up before accepting that Harry Kane is world class?" I don't. Does anybody say he isn't world class? Yeah, I mean, let's say he's not won anything. He's not done anything of England. He had a bad tournament at the, uh, the Euros, and um, they said that doesn't make him world class. I mean, the term world class is arbitrary, it's subjective, it's, mm. I mean, it doesn't, there's no real, the, the definitions change from person to person to person. Yeah. I believe that Kane is up there with the best strikers in Europe. The last B4 seasons definitely bear that out. And um, the peop- people putting barriers up, it's, it's just in music, it's how, you know, Spurs are such a great team, why do they win anything? But we're building towards something, it's taken us... Over the last 10 years, we've qualified for Europe for all but one season. Not many other teams can say that. Mm. No, yeah, no, very few teams, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, Chelsea missed out on Europe once. Um, Man United. Yeah, every, I mean, a lot of these teams missed out on Europe at least once. And we've done it season after season after season consistently. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any more barriers than them being world class, even though I'm a bit biased. But he's just, con- he's just consistent and continues to prove it. So you've got nine or ten goals already this season. Yeah, including two got- for England, yeah. If you include the two in for England? Yeah. So how many goals have you got for Spurs? Eight? Uh, yeah. That would be right, yeah. Seven, so, eight, yeah. You know, it, it is, um, he's, he, he's something else. So I don't give a shit whether people think he's world class or not. It means zero to me. I don't, it doesn't bother me at, at all. I don't care what anyone thinks really about Tottenham. I'm kind of bored of people asking him about the, the winning stuff. You know, we, we, if we won the league, it would be such an overachievement based on the amount of money that we've been able to spend compared to other people. There's a reason why Man United and Man City are at the top of the league at the moment and Chelsea are the top three. Because they have the most money to spend. So, it, it don't have... Don't, whenever a Man United or, or, or a City fan 
talks to you or says suggests that he's not a winner is like or, or, or Tottenham are not, not winners. We're, we're far beyond what we, we should be. Was it the sixth highest wage bill in in in, uh, in, in, in the league? Yeah, I mean... And we finished the, second and third. Yeah, the Leicester, the Leicester um, anomaly, people probably try and bring that to the world if they can win it. Well, I can't you, but... We can. That's not really... But it's hard. That's, that's not really how things work, is it? Mm. Um, you know, Pochettino talked about um, Wigan. They won the FA Cup and their fans will obviously cherish that to the day that they die, but yeah. they're, they're now in League One. There's lots of... Um, there's lots of teams who win stuff, but it's difficult to 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 challenge on all fronts. Do you um, got a good question from Bulk underscore Nasty? He says, "Has Kane's players play achievements uh, with Spurs surpassed Bales? If not, what else does Kane to do?" Who I think an easier question to answer would be who who do you think was more influential with Tottenham, Kane or Bale? Oh, it's hard who to would say. You rather it's, have it's difficult to say because Kane has had Bale's last season for two, three seasons in a row. Yeah. But if Bell had stayed, who know what it, you know what we could have achieved if Bell had stayed. We you don't know Bell. Bell is a massive case of what if because it was his team for one season. Mm. It's been been it's been Kane's team for the last three or four years. I think, I think it's safe to say that Kane has probably surpassed what what Bell's done because, for one, look how high we've finished. Two, just look at the record that he's smashing up for fun. Mm. Um, what else must Kane do? I don't know, maybe win a trophy. <laughs> As you just argued against. Yeah, but Bale didn't. Bale didn't. No, I know, I know. Um, I, it, it, I mean, they just look at, the, look at the figures, look at the stats, look at the goals. You know, Kane has done way more than Bale did. And Bale, I'm not sure Kane is a better footballer than Bale. No. But uh, in terms of how many points he's worth to us, infinitely. But look at the... The Klinsman thing. Klinsman was at Spurs for a season and a half. Yeah, he came back, didn't he? Yeah, for for half a season. And there are people who say, well, Kane doesn't belong in the same breath as Klinsman. I think in the concept of Spurs, he absolutely fucking does. Did they say that? I don't know know if I read a tweet saying that. I might have misread it. But Kane Kane is... uh, I remember that season. You know, I, I was obsessed with everything to do with Tottenham then, more so than I am now. And Klinsman was brilliant. But this current Kane it was better than Klingsman was. Yeah. He, essentially more effective. He didn't have that. I think people look back at that. And I look back at it. It's actually such an incredible signing at the time. And Kane suffers, I think, somewhat because of his playing style. Um, and he's, whereas Klingsman was mercurial and, and brilliant. Yeah. Um, Kane, is, it, Kane makes up for that and matches him in, in just pure will and desire and... And technique. Yeah, I mean, Klinsman is a World Cup winner. You know, he's been there, done it. At the time when he joined us, I'm not saying that Kane's a better player than Klinsman generally yet. But in terms of in the context of Spurs, I think you'd have to go back to maybe Glenn Hoddle to somebody you could put on Kane's level. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is about, about Klinsman being a World Cup winner, but he had a brilliant team around him. Yeah. That West Germany team. No, was it? 1990. 1990, yeah. West Germany team. That... You know, winning the World Cup isn't, and it isn't an individual act. It's a massive squad-based act. He did play his part, but I, I don't know. Sure, I get, I get what you mean. I mean, and then, then people are saying Kane ain't world class because he's not won anything. Well, teams win trophies, not individual players. There's not much more he could really have done. Yeah, and we were close. Just another another season, we we probably would have picked it up. Um, we got a question from PS15 Kevin on Twitter. He says, "What free smells would you take to a desert island?" Free smells. Um, 
My ones are a bit random, actually. Go on. And it's difficult to... I'm not, I'm not very good at describing things at the best of times, but... One, one smell I like is when I get off the plane when I go to Jamaica to see my parents. And there's a smell. Like? I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the smell of, I don't know if it's food, or if it's like barbecue. Yeah. Because there's always a, there's always a jerk pot somewhere. outside somewhere. Yeah, someone selling food in the streets. Yeah. And that's that's probably one of the three smells. Um, I um, my mine is shaving foam. The smell of shaving foam. It reminds me of my missus. <laughs> and I think it's because when she, you know, trims her nether regions, and when I'm, you know, <laughs> I love that smell. <laughs> so you take that over does it? What are the other two? <laughs> yeah, maybe I could probably knock one out to that smell. To be honest, uh, other other two, um, maybe um, quite like the smell of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, John Paul Gaultier for women. Okay, that's the pink one of the cone. The pink cone one, yeah, that, that that turns me on as well. I don't know why mine are all about sex, but I'm presuming that that's you're just a sexual being. Yeah, hey, that's that's just what you are. Um, yeah. I guess my other two would be um, the smell of coconut oil reminds me of my son, so that's that's another oh. one. And the third one would probably be. To say weed, <laughs> weed. Sink underscore o two one says, "Do you think that Potch was right in saying that practically we shouldn't focus on the Carabao Cup?" Yes, because I don't think you set out, I don't think you can set out into a season saying that's going to be our main target. It's one of those where you navigate the early rounds. Mm. If you get to the quarters or the semi, then go all out. But I don't think it's possible for anyone to focus on. Um, on every single competition that they're in, Man United won the um, Man United won the Europa League. Yeah, and let's face it, they only really gave a shit when they got to, when they, when they got to a point where they knew they could win it. They took it a lot more seriously <laughs> yeah. than they did in the earlier stages. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Pochettino um, implicitly said he, he doesn't want to focus on it. it. Just says that um, our priorities are the Premier League and the Champions League. Will we win either of those? Maybe not, but give it he's, put, he's putting our best foot forward. Last year, he left out of a Tongan and Walker in a game against Monaco away. This season in the Champions League has gone fairly strong in the two games they've had so far. Um, the Carabao Cup, he'll put teams strong enough to, to go through, but I mean, I guess it probably goes back to um, Fazio playing against Arsenal and, you can't, you can't and focus, Liverpool. You can't focus on all four competitions. Impossible. It's impossible because... Winning one of those is really fucking hard, as we've experienced, you know. And winning the League Cup isn't enough. Isn't oh. it? Isn't what it like that? No one's gonna. Not everyone's gonna say, "Oh, now, now Spurs are winners because they won the League Cup." Everyone will just say Mickey Mouse Cup. Well, I don't, don't worry about it. I think from Pochettino's point of view, it won't keep him in a job winning that. No, no, it won't. And, and if, if we finish, if we finish ninth and we won the League Cup. Pochettino could well lose his job. As fans, I fucking love him. I'm not, this isn't about what I want. No, you're talking about Pochettino's... This, this, is, this is his job. If he, if he won the Carabao Cup and we didn't qualify for... Well, we didn't qualify for the league... Yeah. There'd be a huge fallout. But I think he's handled it fair. I think he's handled the competition fair. Early stages, you know, players who are short of fitness, players who need a game, get a game. Yeah. Quarters and semis. 
take it more seriously. I think the cup should go anyway, but that's another podcast altogether. What, the League Cup? Yeah, I just don't see a point of it. Yeah. The, the point we're at now, either... But, um, the, well, hang on a minute. If you're... When we won it, in I, 2008, we had a fucking not, great time. But we Just because we've kind of outgrown it now. No, it's nothing to do with, it's nothing to do with us outgrowing it. Mm. Um, if we won it this season, I would celebrate. I'm not saying that, oh, if we win it, I won't give a shit. But yeah. in terms of the competition, it needs a huge revamp. I'm not talking about new sponsorship. It's got to be... Either make the semi-final be one leg and it'd be at a neutral ground. That might that might help. I don't think having two legs in the semis helps anyone because that's a busy period over January. You've had you've had the Christmas games. Yeah. And January, you know, you've got the FA Cup as well. And if you've got replays on top of that, I just think I'm not really seeing a point of the that competition. Uh Helson Ben says, Aurier is a mad, mad cunt. Who is your favourite ever mad cunt Spurs player? Atuba is one that brings to mind. Oh, and, and, mate. and Tariko. He was. Uh, Atuba yeah, was. At times, I was, I was amused that he was even a footballer. Like, he, 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 but he was. He had his moments. That, yeah. that, that goal. He, he was a very skillful left back. Um, that goal against Newcastle was just. just That's a divided memory, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of what well, I we had. We had it one day in years at the time when he scored. Mm. Um, but Atuba brings to mind. Um, Difficult to think of many others. I mean, Damat was a bit of a... Damat was mental. Path. One from the past, Pat van der Hout. Oh, God, yeah. Pat van der Hout was a psycho. He really was. Ooh, Pat van der Hout. Say, so, ooh, Pat <laughs> van der Hout. He was, um, he was part of a Birmingham team in the early 1980s. And um, this is one for the other listeners. And that team they had, Mick Harford, who was a fucking mentalist who most people will know. Yeah. Another player called Mark Dennis, who got sent off about 15 times in his career. And Tony Cote and the goalie. They had to go around pubs fighting people. Really? Right. Yeah. Just, it was early, 80, early 80s, he was just go bonding, just fighting. Go, go, to, go to random pubs and just just fight. Fucking men. Yeah, that's what we all men. Boys. Um, we've got a question here from uh, Rosie Maguire. Almost gave a hum- homeless man some money today, then spotted the Chelsea badge on his shirt, so didn't. Does this make me a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, <laughs> ultimately football's important, but you know the poor cunt was probably starving. <laughs> but then, and, <laughs> I, and, I admire you. It, well, yeah, no, no, there's, there's some something to admire in it, other than the fact that he was probably just wore it because it was warm rather than he supported Chelsea. But look, you know, you you live by the sword, you die by it. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you put a Chelsea coat on, then you don't deserve any money. That is that that is quite amazing. That to is be fair. Inc- incredible. Playing Huddersfield this weekend, Matt, my boss, has just walked in. Uh, he's a big Huddersfield fan. You got two minutes, Matt? Yeah, I've got two minutes, but I'm average size. What? I'm not a big Huddersfield fan, I'm just a normal size. Oh, right. there's, there's a lot bigger than me. I was the, be... the jokes. Yeah. He's got <laughs> a jokes. tough crowd, right? Hey, uh, uh, so how do you feel about it? At firstly, are you enjoying the Premier League? No. Why? Why? It's, I, I, I like to play football on Saturday. That whole, when I was at the Olympic Stadium on Monday night. Yeah. And I wasn't shopping. That felt weird. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not enjoying that part of it. But also, I'll be honest with you. I think we're struggling, <laughs> struggling to get goals. But a couple of little niggles, a couple of little knocks, and I'm going into situations now where I think we're going to get pumped, as as you might say. Yeah. Badly. Defensively, you're pretty good. Though. But by you lot. Yeah. And then I've got to deal with that. Whereas last year, if we got pumped, no one knew. So I feel vulnerable. Is it? Um, I, but, but you're right. We're doing all right defensively, but 
I, I think you're staying up. I thought you were going Champions League. First day of the season. Ch- <laughs> we were talking about the chant, weren't we? Did yeah, we see yeah, it on yeah. the pod last Monday? You did, yeah. On our way, on our way. <laughs> I love that. To the Champions, Champions League. But it was Championship, I think, yeah, we're on our way to. That's not right. the Champions League. Uh, so now, I, I think that, um, I wish we were playing you at Wembley, obviously. Yeah, we're much better away. We've we've won every, we've won the last five away games on the bounce yeah. right. in the Premier League. Obviously, we beat Applewell the other night as well. Um, last two Champions League away's we've won, I think. Last two Champions League away, so right, yeah. The Kane, mate, oh, he's he what? Just, so we did a lot about the Kane. What do you think about him? What do I think about Harry Kane? I think the difference between Harry Kane and most strikers is that when he shoots, it goes in. Mm. He just, mate, he just picks out the corners. Like, I mean, I, I love him because he's a. He, he's one of them strikers that can that can turn. He's got that bit of power with his back to goal to kind of turn and get his shot in, which like Shearer was really good at. Um, so yeah, I, I, I obviously rate him. He's mm. he's probably the best in the Prem, I'd say. Really? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have enough knowledge to compare him to people around the world, but yeah. yeah. Well, I spoke. I spoke to. It'll hurt us, I think. I spoke to Loz earlier, and he he said that he 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 wouldn't be able to split Lewandowski and and Kane. That's so insane. that's some. That's imagine saying that three, four years ago. I, I didn't even think he had a career as a footballer <laughs> three or four years ago. So we've got we've got one defender called uh, Christian Schindler. Yeah. Right, and we bought him before he went up, and he was he, he evolved quite nicely last year. He got the actual winning penalty uh, at Wembley, and this year he's really seems to have taken a step up. Like he seems to have just taken it in his stride. Really. So he's, he's German. Uh, he hasn't. I think when we got him, I forget where we got him from. He was one of one of Wagner's first signings. He was a club record for us at that moment in time. Well, how much was that? Like one point seven mil for a centre half, which we were like, what? Like, <laughs> we got, where did you get that money from? Yeah, exactly. But he, but he's he's turned out to be very very shrewd, a very good signing. So it will be interesting to see him given what is clearly his biggest ever test. But I think that he could be one of those sleeper players that people aren't really aware of right now that maybe by the end of the season could all of a sudden be going for, for real money mm. and maybe working into the Germany squad. Because uh, obviously the Premier League's a platform, isn't it? If you do well in that league, then good things tend to happen to you. Mm. So, so it'd be interesting to see him up against Harry. It'd be interesting to see how we deal with... Um, Ericsson and Deli Ali and the way they pick up ball in that in those nice areas. Ericsson's been ill, so oh, it may he? be that he, he he might be a doubt. He might be a right. doubt. Uh, so Dembele's would, been injured. I, I love Dembele. Yeah, he's one of my favourite. Yeah, one of my favourite yeah, players. Yeah. Who, who will play instead of Ericsson then? A son probably. Yeah, uh, we played. So we've been playing two behind. We've playing, been playing this kind of diamond up front. Yeah. Now, rather than uh, two wide players, we've been playing King, sorry, Kane, Ericsson, and Ali. So it's a kind of yeah. auxiliary. Like a four three three. Yeah, for so like a four nice, three. So that's a nice three you got there, isn't it? Not bad. Yeah. I mean, you can't really argue with that really. Yeah. Um all right, so you you staying up, you're going down, what's happening? Um I th- I think that we're we're gonna be right in yeah, fuck knows, mate. It's it's very early to tell. I think that we've got because th- that's the thing, isn't it? It's what happens to you during a season and it's what happens like we we've we had so much to do and, and most Spurs fans won't really know this but we because we went up by the playoffs there's like five six weeks after Newcastle and Brighton but we had the fourth lowest budget in the championship mm-hmm. and our best players were really these lone players Aaron Moy Casey Palmer Easy Brown and um so because we didn't have as much time we went up and we had to, you know Newcastle would have been in the Premier the year before 
Brighton had been knocking on the door and were kind of geared up to go up. I think that we've we never went into last season thinking we'd end up in the Premier League. So the amount of transformation that the clubs had to do, let alone the playing staff, massive. It is massive. So whereas we've gone up and we've got a, a good manager, we've got a, a a decent identity where at least you you know they're not just bought anyone. You you know these are players that complement the style we want to play. Yeah. A bit similar to Liverpool, it's that like Dortmund, Gegen Press, but playing football. Um, but we've had to bring in almost a, a new team in order to just get the squad up to strength yeah. and and it's still not enough because Casey Palmer who we've got on loan from Chelsea does his hamstring we're missing a number 10 and that number 10 is really vital for that calmness in that final third to actually turn a bit of possession into an actual chance or or ideally a goal so we're, we're missing a little bit and, and I think that um we're going to struggle to the next window mm. um, strengthen a bit. And, and then we're going to need to strengthen. So it's really about what we do in that window, I think, that might define the season. Uh, give us a prediction there. How do you think it's going to go on Saturday? 4 nil town. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll do a fuck after all that. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I think, look, we've not been hammered yet. Uh, West Ham... West they were lucky. I watched yeah. that game. The, they, they were lucky, but they had dominated in the first half. Mm. Like we didn't cope with Andy Carroll very well, and that diagonal ball. I think yeah. that surprised us maybe. But um, we were well. I, I thought we were beaten overall on, on ninety minutes, even though the deflection w- was was lucky for them. Um, I, but I think that Saturday is probably the first time that we're actually playing a good team. You know, we, we've played Newcastle second game. Palace. We played Palace under De Boer on his first game. Mm. We've then played like Burnley away, who were all right. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when we played Southampton at home, and Southampton looked decent, but they were missing a striker. So I think we played all these teams at fairly good times, and actually now we're playing a really good side mm. away from home, and their confidence is up. So I think that this this one could be the one where we actually start to go, oh, God, oh, shit, what have we done? Uh, yeah, we have been down. quite good at putting um, teams that, on paper, you should be beating to bed, sort of folding them up, putting them to bed, you know, brushing their teeth, yeah, brushing their hot water bowl. in bed, hot water bowl. Yeah. yeah nice little hot water bowl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep you warm, it's getting And on. obviously, just just finish this up, you're, you're from Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. No, Wakefield. Wakefield. Wakefield, yeah. So, I mean, anything North of Watford is sort of the same, yeah, isn't it? More yeah, or less. Pretty the, much. Pretty much the, uh, you've got <laughs> no affiliate, uh, affiliation to Tottenham or to Arsenal, but who do you prefer? I definitely prefer Tottenham. Why? Well, so I, I went to... Um, I mean, as a kid, I, I grew up and I, and I loved... So I'm a 40, what, 41. Um, so I grew up and, and I loved Gaza. Um, I loved Lineker as an England fan. Um, I, I always liked the Tottenham way of playing but equally I really responded well to Ian Wright as a player and I used to love watching him score against Leeds uh, that was always a big one for me but I grew up respecting Tottenham and then at uni uh, I got to know big uh, Scotty L man from hell uh, Pete the Meat <laughs> and the his meat. family probably and he, listening Pete Pete probably will be listening and these are all Spurs fans and so I spent a lot of time uh, I didn't know any Arsenal fans at university actually mm. but I spent a lot of time with uh, these Spurs fans I used to watch all their games um, so I remember even from your Stephen Iversons to your to mm. your Rebrovs and, and kind of I've yeah and I've always been a bit of an underdog fan so I, I, I'm quite up for you guys now having a, a good old spell and to be honest I think you you're very 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 close to it 
Yeah. Very close. I agree. Matt, thank you so much for giving yeah. some of your time. Appreciate it. Thank and, you very uh, much. And Thanks for inviting Oh, no, you didn't invite me on. I just walked in. Yeah. But that's, that's how we roll. It is how we roll. I should have just... Uh, you look busy. You look busy. Yeah, that's what it was. It did cross my mind. Okay, appreciate that. Um, okay, and... Uh, well, What's I'll, your prediction, by the way? Are you uh, going to pump us down? No, I think, uh, I think we'll win 2-1. I'd say 1-0, Spurs. 1-0. I think he's being kind. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he walks out, I just say, I love it. <laughs> Cheers, man. Nice one, guys. Take, Take care, care, man. All right, Bye. see you later. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Want home to be more joyful? Introducing Tabitha Brown for Target, a limited time collection of decor, office supplies, and gifts designed to be bright, bold, and joyful. Search Tabitha Brown on Target.com or find it in store. Available August 6th. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.